Welcome to Maximize Your Social, actionable advice on how your business can maximize your social media presence. Now, the host of Maximize Your Social, social media author, speaker, consultant, founder of Maximize Social Business, the Social Media Center of Excellence, and the Social Tools Summit, Neil Schaefer. Everybody, this is Neil Schaefer. Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Social. I sort of promised you last week that I was going to be recording this next one from Japan, but as it turns out, I'm not leaving until tomorrow and I have a lot to say. So this one's coming from my home office. Next week, I'll definitely be in Japan and we'll see if I can get some interesting interviews in as well while I'm there. So I hope you're enjoying your summer vacation. I know if you're working, you might not be having much of a summer vacation, but it is hot and a little bit humid every day here in Orange County, California. I don't know what the weather is like wherever you are in the world, but it's definitely making me drink a lot of water and controlling my appetite, which is pretty healthy, actually. So I'm looking forward to a happy and healthy summer, and I'm wishing you the best as well. Let's get on to the topic of today. I haven't talked about LinkedIn a lot recently, and I want to bring up something that's both very personal and yet very practical and applicable to your LinkedIn presence as well. As you know, I started blogging and writing and speaking exclusively talking about LinkedIn, And as many of you know, I also never wanted to become the LinkedIn guy, never wanted to be seen as just having one scope of expertise. The reason being is that my clients need social media for business help. And that's not always LinkedIn being the number one strategic social network for them. So not to say I don't think I'm one of the foremost experts on LinkedIn, but that's my position in the market. But anyway, as you know, LinkedIn is my first social media love. I'll be coming out with a free ebook on LinkedIn called Maximizing LinkedIn for Business. I hope that's the name of it. Hold on one second. Yes, indeed, that's the name of it. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to be in conjunction with the launch of my new social media center of excellence, which I am truly, truly excited about. So Well, what do I want to talk about LinkedIn? Whenever I speak on social media or on LinkedIn, there's a number of questions that I always get asked. One is on Neil. I get these random connection requests. What should I do? Now, I call this and I talked about it. You know, I've written two books on LinkedIn. My first book, Windmill Networking, Understanding, Leveraging, and Maximizing LinkedIn, was more of a online personal and business networking book that there's value to be had in meeting with people and engaging with people that you've never met before in the physical world. And I think that is now accepted. It wasn't accepted back in 2009. And the only people that were sort of doing that were what we call in LinkedIn terms, lions or LinkedIn open networkers. You know, Twitter, Instagram, these networks have become open networks in themselves because you can connect with anyone and comment and send messages to anyone you like. Well, LinkedIn, as, as we know, is not that way and is still not that way for a reason. I'll get to that later. But at that time, my view was you never know where a, a virtual connection on LinkedIn through what I called at the time windmill networking will lead you. And that led me to, you know, create a network that has a lot of connections. And the way I respond to the question now is you don't need to have the 30,000 connections like I have, right? So, but before I get to 
you know, further clarifying that, I want to point out that in 2011, when I wrote Maximizing LinkedIn for Sales and Social Media Marketing, I talked about the LinkedIn connection policy. And this is, you know, I understand the business people, everyone has a different perspective on how open they want their LinkedIn connections to be. And at that time, I gave very, very tactical advice that said, you know, you don't need to be an open networker, but if there's a few people in your target industry, in your target geography, whatever it might be, that you can connect with that can really help gain you visibility and potentially connectability, for lack of a better word, into your target market or target company. Very, very tactical advice. So we've come fast forward to 2015. Between when I published that second book and now, I also wrote a blog post about why I'm no longer a LinkedIn lion. And what's happened is the internet marketers and the people that say they're social media marketers, but they're really internet marketers, have invaded LinkedIn as well as any other social network. They have invaded the groups, they're dropping links, they're sending spam messages to you, they're connecting with you and then getting your email address and then selling it to someone and then unconnecting with you. There's a lot of stuff going on and they are doing this because by saying that they are a lion, they were being trusted by other lions. Okay, so that's why I stopped publicly saying that I'm a lion because I think it just encourages the wrong behavior. I think, you know, if you're on LinkedIn and you see someone with 500 plus connections and you actually go to their profile and read their summary where they say, I'm open to connecting or, hey, send me a message before connecting or whatever it might be, right? I don't think you have to have the lion designation in order to feel safe in connecting with someone you've never met. If you want to engage with them, do what I recommend you know, social selling best practices, engage with their updates, right? Follow them, engage with their updates, go to the groups that they're a member of, see if they've, you know, posted anything, get an introduction from a friend if you really want to connect with them. So, you know, it's now time, and really the subject of this podcast is, it's time to seriously prune our LinkedIn connections. Now, I'm going to tell you how I do it. Now, it might also not be relevant for you, but if you've been accepting invites from people and now it's like, you know, Maybe I shouldn't have accepted so many invites, and I think a lot of us have, have had that feeling. Or if you're wondering, you know, which of these new invites should you accept or not, I think the advice is going to be equally applicable. So now, okay, and the answer I give when I speak is, hey, if you get an invite from someone that you've never met, but they live where you live and they have a lot of common connections, or they work at the same company as you and they have a lot of common connections, or they work at one of your partners and have a lot of connections, or they work in your industry. They used to work at the same company, you know, went to the same university. If there's anything that can connect them to you, number one, in a, in a rational way. Number two, if there is a, you know, a decent number of mutual connections, and this is going to be important as I keep talking. If uh, they are in your circles and you should be connected, you should have some mutual connections, right? If, if not, it sort of raises questions as to, is this person real or, or what have you? And the third one is, is there any ROI from your perspective? Here's the thing. If you connect with someone, then you both become first-degree connections. You both have access to message each other directly on LinkedIn. You both can view each other's email addresses. But most importantly is, and I call this the, you know, the, the biggest power of LinkedIn is in the discoverability of hidden connections. When you have a need, now this is very much a business-focused podcast. What I do is for business, but it's equally relevant for job searching or just for networking. When you do an advanced people search and you have a need to, you find a second-degree connection pop up 
And the person that's going to connect you is one of these people that you've never met. Okay. You need to feel confident that if you reached out to them and you gave them an introduction request and you did it in best practices that I've recommended in my books, and my blog posts, giving them a reason, right? And if you do that, and if they do not carry the ball forward for you and make the request, or they don't even respond, then that connection has absolutely zero value to you on LinkedIn. True, it gets you a little bit more visibility into increasing your secondary connections and vice versa. So there is a little bit of tangible value in there, but the real tangible value is if you were to request an introduction from them, are they going to step up to the plate for you? That's the key thing, right? That's, that's it. So what this comes down to then is if you're not sure if you should connect with them, if you don't have a lot of mutual friends or you just don't see the connection, reply without accepting and say, hey, just wondering, we don't have a lot of mutual connections. I'm just wondering why you wanted to connect with me. If they respond in a rational way, great. If they don't, then they're not going to respond to an introduction request either. And you should just forget about them. Right. This is a real easy to use rule of thumb. So this, you know, gets sort of into what I believe are best practices and connecting on LinkedIn from a very strategic and tactical approach. I want to get back to this notion of pruning your LinkedIn connections. And really we can use when we receive new LinkedIn connection requests as a way to prune our present LinkedIn connections. And let me explain this to you. So I get, I don't know, anywhere from between 10 and 30 LinkedIn connection requests a day. I'm sort of out there. I do not have lion on my profile. At least I don't think I do anywhere, but you know, I've written blog posts. I'm being a lion and you know, for whatever reason, I get a lot of requests. So number one, if I get a request from a non English speaking nation, okay, I used to say, you never know where a connection request can lead you. But after doing this for seven years, I can safely say that most of the foreign connections I've had, if they're in a Western European English speaking nation, it may be one thing, or if they're in Australia or, you know, from my perspective, Australia, New Zealand, or Japan, um, it's one thing. But for all the requests I get from certain countries, and I won't name them, they really have zero value to me, especially if, and before I decide to accept or decline, I will hover over and see if they have a personalized message. If they have a personalized message, I might consider accepting. But if there's no message, which 90% of connection requests I get these days have, I immediately just decline. No brainer, right? Once again, determine your geography. For some of you, you know, for instance, if you're listening to this in the United States, and you don't do anything internationally. In fact, you don't even do anything nationally. You just stay local. You know, if they're coming from sort of you know, out of state or what have you, this is another consideration. So, you know, number one, is there any personalized message? That's the key distinguisher right there. Assuming there's not, number two, we can start to filter by geography. But before I decline, I, I went a little bit fast there. Before I decline that request, I want to see if we have any mutual connections. Okay. There's something called guilty by association in the legal world, which is, you know, hopefully I don't have to explain this concept to you, but you know, if, if your best friend did something bad and you happen to be together with your best friend and saw them do something bad and you didn't stop them from doing it, you're sort of guilty by association because you aided them uh, indirectly in doing something they shouldn't have done. Guilty by association on LinkedIn is when you get these random connection requests, I want you to take a look and see who your mutual connections are, right? When you get a LinkedIn connection request from someone that seems irrelevant and there's no message and you have no mutual connections, you can almost go ahead and, and delete it right away, right? But when you have mutual connections, I want you to see who those people are. There are still a lot of surprisingly 
large number of professionals on LinkedIn that are still merely accepting anyone and everyone's invite. And what this does is it gives credibility to the fake profiles to the internet slash social media marketers and sort of the, the rotten eggs of LinkedIn that you probably don't want to be associated with unless you you know, want to sell to those people, but it gives them credibility because it looks like you have a lot of mutual connections. So I want you to see when you get a random request from a foreign country, someone that doesn't have a photo, that doesn't have a profile headline, and yet you have like five mutual connections, who are these people that are connecting with them? And I'm going to recommend when you prune your LinkedIn connections, these are the people you want to prune. You want to prune those people that stay connected with the fake profiles because they're giving you a false sense of social proof of all the other fake LinkedIn profiles out there. So what you're gonna find is, you're gonna find other lions, if you've ever connected with the lion, starting to disconnect with them. In fact, if I see lion in a profile headline, I'm almost immediately declining that invitation. But once again, before you decline an invitation, look at those mutual connections. You know, if they're sort of a thought leader in my industry, someone that I know and respect, I might not disconnect from them. But if they're a marginal presence where we've never been in touch and I'm not sure how much value they add or if they'd respond to an introduction request, I will start to disconnect with them and delete their LinkedIn connection from the LinkedIn database. And what this is doing over time is it's showing me very clear to either I have a lot of mutual connections, in which case I feel a little bit safer, or I have zero or one or two or three or four. For my general rule, if there's someone, when I look at their profile and it's really questionable as to whether I should connect with them and, I, and I'm, I'm going to decline, if I have 10 or fewer mutual connections, I will go into each one of those 10 profiles. I will look and see if they have added any value to me over the last seven years on LinkedIn or if they have any p potential future value. And if they don't, or even if that potential future value is just very slight or marginal, I will disconnect with them. And it makes me feel good knowing that I am, well, for lack of better words, getting rid of people that are sort of just connecting with everybody and propagating something that we really shouldn't be propagating on LinkedIn. I'm hoping this makes sense. And if you do this day in, day out, what's going to happen is even if you only get five LinkedIn connection requests a day, probably you're going to end up pruning your connections in a very, very smart and tactical way and be able to use that number of mutual connections as true social proof, just like you would on Facebook. When you see number of mutual friends and you, you give 100% trust to that, we need to be able to do that on LinkedIn as well. And the only way to do that is to follow my advice here. It can't hurt to have fewer connections. You know, when you're in the contact screen, it just allows you to more easily engage with the present connections that you have and give more value to them, right? So that's really my message for today. If there's no personalized invite, they're not in your geography, you don't see where the potential ROI is, look at those mutual connections before declining and prune your LinkedIn connections. Let's not be guilty by association. I'm probably guilty by association myself because of my open networking background with a lot of connections. And, and I am working hard on reducing those connections, but it's sort of similar to someone who contacted me the other day and I use a variety of Twitter tools, some automated, some semi-automated, some manual, but I was following sort of questionable profiles on Twitter by accident. And one of my LinkedIn connections actually reached out to me and said, Neil, have you seen who you followed recently? If someone's managing your account, you need to, you need to tell them. And he was right. And I thanked him. I was guilty by association because I was following the wrong people. You don't want to be connecting with the wrong people on LinkedIn. So if you've never been an open networker or you've never sort of, you know, 
gone above and beyond the people that you've never met, you're not going to have this problem. But hopefully, even that advice on if I don't know someone, should I connect with them or not, that, you know, don't accept, send them a reply and seeing if they engage back with you. That's really the, the determinator. And I hope that you'll do that as a best practice. But for others, don't waste your time. If there's absolutely no common thread and no mutual connections, decline and be done with it and don't waste any more time on it. If you've had a little bit more open connections, then this will be more relevant to you. If you've been a lion, this I think will be the most relevant to you. So that's my advice on your LinkedIn connection policy. Who should you accept invites from? and why and how you should carefully prune your LinkedIn network. And let's put more trust into that mutual connections number as we go forward. I hope you enjoyed this advice. Hey, you want me to podcast more about LinkedIn? You want me to podcast more about whatever topic? Feel free, reach out to me. Appreciate all those iTunes five-star ratings and comments. I know when I moved my podcast over, I lost a lot of them. So if you're one of them, I hope you'll re-engage and help spread the word about the podcast. And I'm signing out to you today from Orange County, California. Excited to be going to Japan soon. And like I said, hopefully next time we'll be talking to you from Japan, where I will be rooting on our Nadesco Japan Women's World Cup soccer team in Japan. I'm really excited about that. Sort of a bummer. I'm enough to watch U.S. Germany and Japan as well, but that's okay. I'll get together with my other American friends for that match. So anyway, wherever you are in the world, as I always say, make it a great social day. Bye bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Social. We appreciate all of your iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and comments. If you would like to appear on this show or recommend content please contact Neil Schaefer at neil at MaximizeYourSocial.com. Please also make sure to check out Neil's new community, the Social Media Center of Excellence, at SocialMediaCOE.com, as well as Neil's first social media event, the Social Tools Summit, which will be in Boston on May 12th and in the Bay Area this fall. Thanks again, and make it a social day.